Welcome to the No Ideas Original Podcast, episode 159, featuring Shanam, Mr. Rob, and Ken. What up, y'all? How y'all doing? What's good? Good, what's good? I'm great, bro. I feel good. Ain't nothing. Yo, y'all up for y'all want to uh, peanut butter, jelly? And what, is, what is that? A jelly, bologna, and uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no some glizzies for dinner afterwards. Uh, without the glizzies, uh. yo, I was so so to, to let the audience in on on the joke. I was telling them I went down to um to Maryland on Wednesday to visit my grandma. She's down in a home down there, and she was talk, talking to me about like I guess like the food that's on the menu. And she said that um, one night for dinner they fed her a piece of candy, a bologna sandwich with jelly. <laughs> <laughs> and they keep serving hot dogs. Uh, yeah, I, I, initially I believe what she was saying until she until she told me that my aunt was standing right there and witnessed them feed her this meal. And at that point, that's when I realized that you know she may she may be embellishing a little bit on the meal. <laughs> but that's what my week consisted of taking a trip down to Maryland. And other than that, just the regular stuff. What's up with y'all? What y'all been up to? Man, nothing much really, man. Um... I had a doctor's appointment with me pretty well. No, I'm still good. You don't, you don't seem excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, because I, I get it's, it's, it's routine now. And the, the thing now is just about staying the course now. Mm. I think I've gotten past all the preliminaries and all of the all of the red tape. Now I'm more flying. It's just a matter of, now I, I kind of got to keep my weight down a little bit because I'm getting mm. happy eating. <laughs> I tell you, man, not having... Some of the guilty pleasures that you used to have in over five years, and then you reemerge back into you. Be like, nah, man, I really yeah, but yo, you know, I always tell you though, man. The thing is, you've already demonstrated that you got the discipline to go without it. Yeah. All right, I got the discipline. Let me tell you something, and that's my testimony, man. I don't think there's anything that I can't apply at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm apply my faith, I'm apply some patience, a lot of patience, and some will to get to where I am. So I'm a yo. great. Have y'all have y'all been training for the for the Spartan race thing? I haven't. Me either. I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't. But my my goal is to at least when at least when the weather starts picking up a little better, I do walk with the dog. That gives me some some sort of cardio. I I make sure I'm out there for at least half hour, forty five minutes. They're tired as hell when I come. I know how to do the job. Mm. When I come on, the dog go to sleep. Yo, cause we 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 keep getting hit up now with these offers and people talking about they're gonna sponsor us to run this this Spartan race, and I'm like, I I gotta fill these people off. Like, hold on, we was just talking. Yeah, so we, we got one race yeah. joining the circuit, and now we go polar plunge and the cafalons and shit. Like, hold on, bro, <laughs> I just had a kidney transplant a year ago. Like. <laughs> Nah, nah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, definitely gonna do one though. But um, we do get a lot of people soliciting us now, saying that they, uh, they want us to, um, to do it. So, you know, all right. So let's get to the show tonight. You know, episode one. Sally Bay in the building. Yo, I gotta say a couple of things before we bring the brother to the, um, to the stage. So we had opportunity to meet him for the first time. Um, we went to, um. Corner. Yeah, FX Corner Social. Yeah, his his birthday party. You know, pulled up and you know sat down and, and just build it with him. And the brother just had like yo, he just had real good energy. Like you know, I got a real good vibe um, from him, or whatever. So you know, we kicked it that day. Um, and 
I remember, you know, talking to like talking to them behind the scenes and you know, telling them, you know, we working on the project and everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, I told him like, yo, what's up? We need a we need a record or something like that. And sure enough, he called me up, I played some tracks for him. And I think, you know, he could confirm when he come on. I think probably in less than a week he had recorded two records for us. Like the pin pin was on fire. Right out the gate, you know, consummate professional. But you know what the main thing though that is that stood out to me about him? Is that one of the things, and I hope he remembers this, one of the things that he said to me when we were sitting down talking, he was like, yo, you know, I had an opportunity to see the podcast a couple of times and I saw you brothers. And he said, you know, I said to myself, you know, I'm going to be on that podcast. I'm on that podcast. And then now for him to actually actualize that and then now be here joining us tonight. Yo, you remember that when you told me that? I actually ran... We, uh, me and my manager was standing outside of the um of the spot for effects, um for his party and y'all pulled up. At first I, I you know what's up. I was like, yo, I know you guys. Because <laughs> you know I had I had checked in on a couple of y'all um, your your episodes and I couldn't remember where. And then when y'all told me, I was like, y'all like starstruck me the way you know the way y'all do your thing. So you know. I'm just grateful finally to get here. You know what I'm saying? We're happy to have you. We're happy. Word, that's a fact. We happy to have you. Yo, let's get right to it. I want you to tell us, talk to us, what it was like growing up in Queens. Because you grew up in Queens, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm from the bush. Yeah, I'm from the bush, definitely. Um, Southside, um, I mean, it was an amazing experience. Nostalgic most of the time over it. Um, I haven't begun to start writing about it yet. Um, I mean, wow. I mean, everything from Supreme Team to Cop Killer Queen being labeled that. Um, right, right, you know, right. The colonialism within the boroughs. Right. Um, we had a, you know, the the, the overshadow of uh, Queens keep on faking it. Uh, <laughs> like dust. No hard feelings, no hard feelings. We brought um, you know that plagued us. Um, you know, it's just um noticing now something Boulevard, everything was uh black owned, black businesses back then, which um we kind of neglected um uh, we really didn't pay attention to it. Well I didn't, I was the youth then. Um right. seeing it now the way it is gentrified for real. Um is the Coliseum in, in South Jamaica? Yes, sir. Yes. That's still standing. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the Wu for, for doing cream in front of that joint. You know, I'm mean? about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, if you ask me, I mean, Johnny Pumps and Sprinklers, you know, residential areas. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful to come from that side of things. Um, I, I love South. I love South Jamaica cream. Um, it's a little different now, but, you know, we live with it. Yo, it's important though for for you know we're we're all all four of us in New York products right so we we know how the inner workings are how like the boroughs move mm-hmm. and stuff like that like but though for the people that are watching this or that may watch this later tell them I guess like the distinction between Southside because for a long time there's a lot of people that only that think Queens is only Queens Bridge right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, well what what happened what what I would say about that is um. You know how they say Far Rock is its own place, space. Um, yeah, Southside, right. um, I mean, any South of any any area always have the, you know, 
you know, we put our foot in the mud. Um, Southside just has always been South Jamaica, Queens. It's just like, you know, we had some legends come out of here. You know what I'm saying? A lot of legends and um, I don't know, we've just always been different and we always placed ourselves in a demographic of just being South Jamaica, Queens, anywhere you went, it was just that, right? We represent right. Queens from a different aspect, you know what I'm saying? But it, um, you know, Nas broke out, you know, he broke out and Queensbridge blew up, you know, Shan blew it up too, you know what I'm saying? So when we got our turn, um, I don't know, we held on to a shout out to uh, 50 Cent for that. Um, Cheeks, we had Cheeks come out of here, we had Onyx come out of here, you know. We, so we, we name Tribe, LL, Professor, I mean, yes. the list goes on, bro. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Rock. Um, um, thank you for being here, bro. Oh, thank you for having me, bro. For real. Um, your name, pronounce your name correctly. Salibe. Salibe. Is there a meaning to Sali? Yes, Sali means be kind to the generous. I'm not The gentle partner. Right. And I, and, I, and I read you right. Does that, your name and your, your, your following, does that blend into what you do musically? Uh, yes, um, I actually reinvented myself after I proclaimed my nationality and took on the appellation. Um, uh, I registered my own tribe. Um, <clears throat> that's what the production company is about, More to Life. You see it spelled differently. Um, I represent the Moors. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, still in, I'm still in practice with that, still in study. Uh, but um, I try to project that. I mean, our Islam is our Islam. You know, it's different sets of Islam. And um, so, you know, you mesh them all together and it gives you a lot of the pieces of the puzzle. We represent Buddhism, um, Christianity, Confucianism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hindu. So yeah, we balance it all out. I mean, it's just a study of history and the documents and um, trying to represent our people to the fullest, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's what it's all about for me. Mm. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Ken. So I think, think listen, you being on here again is great, but you got to tell people about all the different hats you wear. <laughs> you wear a lot of hats, my man. Oh, so. man, I got the LL complex sometimes, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm bald under here, so, you know, most of the time my hats are just, just because of the outfit that I'm wearing. I'm old school, so I try to stay color-coordinated. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to match it. So now I'm gonna take it to take it to the other thing. So now we know about the hats. So tell me, tell me about the different things you got your hands in, because you in the, you got your hands in a lot of things. Um, I mean, my baby is the production company. Um, okay. We've been around for a year now, and um, we're making some ground. We had a couple of releases. Uh, we actually have a release coming Friday. No, pardon me, Sunday. Uh, the record. It, uh, it was picked up uh, for police brutality. The name of the record is Black Rage. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Mad Villain. He's on the. He's on that he's record. On. Um, uh, shout out to Baby Paul for that because um, you know he 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 got that placement for me. Um, great record, dope record. It's a good feel record. I, I didn't do too much to it. Just uh, the hook, 
You know, I was sitting at, at home one night, in the middle of the night, and I think, you know, um, I just was sitting there and I just thought about it like, you know, black rage. You know, that's something that um, was fed to us, you know, due to white supremacy and what we've been through and what they keep feeding us every year once a month. So I wanted to give, I kind of I kind of went with that record where I, I wanted people to recite, you know, we recite records. So I wanted them to recite what I wanted them to release. So uh, when you hit a record, I, I, people like the record. I was surprised when I went in the studio, I had a couple of young boys with me. And I'm, I'm very um, shy when it comes to my music. So, you know, they was like, I heard the guys, one of the kids, they spoke out loud. He was like, yo, this record is dope. And I looked over, I was like, for real? It was like, yeah, can't wait to hear it. I'm shocked, like, oh shit, all right, so let's do it. But um, yeah, man, um, so is the production company. Um, um, I'm executive producing a couple of projects due to the production company. Um, I work yeah, tight. You produce too, huh? No, I don't produce, I executive produce. That means that <laughs> people together, together, yeah. Let's, let's get this right, right? So, <laughs> gathering them. Yeah, I gather the producers and the artists and, um, you know, broker the deals, um, get them with, um, you know, because we have this thing where the youth, they, they don't really deal with the elders a lot as far as the hip hop culture is concerned. So what I'm doing is bringing like a lot of the old school producers, I'm bringing them to the forefront to get work with some of the younger guys. And, um, you know, shout out to Bookworm on that. He got a couple of dope records. Um, I did it for my own project. Um, I, I, I forced MDs, um, UMCs. Uh, shout out the um, shout out the UMCs. Uh, who you, else said you, got the, you said you got the force MDs. Yeah, I got a record with uh, Pleasant Russell. He was the drummer for those guys. Yeah, um, yeah. I try to. I, you know, for me, I, I'm. You know, I'm blending. You know what I'm saying. So. I'm trying to get some of the history and get those guys some work and do something, you know, they're professional. That's my whole thing. I love the brick and mortar studio. I love I love the essence of that. Um, and, and I love the way, you know, the elders think and they work. They don't let you slack. So. Yo, I believe I hold on Rob because I know Rob. Yo, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. That's now I know we we're, we're all familiar with the, the passing of True God. I want to know your opinion on that. But also, Maceo spoke kind of the same lines that he was talking, and he turned and gave Prince Paul his flowers. He said, "This is my mentor." This yeah. guy used to give us lessons and pretty much to take them home, like homework. Right. So when they got so good at what they did, they would come knock out a song and had all this free time right. to create it. Right. My, and, and he told me, he said, yo, Prince, yo, you made me a legend and you're already a legend. And right. when, he, when he said that to him, it just hit me like, that's what's missing. That guidance, that mentorship, that one-on-one -on -one with men or women or just us in a collective sharing ideas and being guided and also just being accepting guidance. A lot of people don't want to accept the guidance from the elders as well as the elders won't even pass down anything to anyone of the youngest. So they don't think they want to listen to it. You right. know what I mean? When he said that, I thought that was so profound because we don't have that. We don't have the camaraderie we need to have. 
and watch it's that. It's there, it's there, but it's, it's not it's not being presented and represented in a way that we can all see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I thought I thought that was that. That's what lit me up because I'm like, yo, the Maceo just, you know, he kind of congratulated Prince Paul in his day. This is like they was honoring, you know, the 35 years of De La Soul not having their music, yeah. and he first went to Prince Paul to thank him because he's the one that mentored all three of us. Right. If it, it would it would be no De La Soul if it wasn't for Prince, Prince Paul. Paul. Right. And I thought. When you hear that, you know what I mean? It's like, wow, you know, how, how many artists can say they can reach out their hand and say, that guy is responsible for my, for my Grammy career or whatever the career is, you know what I mean? I yo, yo, Rob, you know where I thought you was going? I thought you was going oh. down the lane when he said uh, the brick and mortar joint about yeah. the, yo, we gotta be in the studio together, vibing to create. No, listen, and that in itself too, man, that's, and that's when the best chemistry comes out is when you sit, and you get the vibe with somebody. Mm-hmm. That's that's communication. You need to be there instead of emailing shit and sending shit through the wire and all that. All that, man. Chad, something go sit in the studio. Yo, learn that shit. I'm learning. I don't know nothing about production. I'm learning what stems are and all this other shit. Right, right, right. But you're not going to get it unless you're there. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? You know, so be present. Rob, you know what you talked about years ago? People would go in the studio, right? And was saying they would write and produce and make the music at the same time. So what would happen is was saying the beats that you had would be tailor made for you. So right. so you had what's saying you had like a lot of producer artist relationships where this guy produced for this guy, and you wonder why it sounded so well because everything that he did was mm-hmm. around that particular person. They weren't like going out soliciting other guys. Like this is my guy, and this perfect is perfect example of that. Gangstar. Yeah, yeah. that was primarily for Google. It wasn't mm-hmm. like he was out there soliciting other groups. He did stuff with other people, mm-hmm. but his sound and the way him and Google melded because they spent hours in there together doing that. Perfect example. So, so let me let me ask you this. You know, one of the things that I appreciate about your music is that you kind of you you kind of remind me of the era of enlightenment and fun. But somewhere along the lines, there was a shift in our music where it shifted from enlightenment and fun. Like we went to we went to making records. Remember the X Clan, the Public Enemy, Jungle Brothers, the Daylight. We went from all of that to making records solely about the harsh realities of our environment. What do you attribute that shift to? Uh, uh the record execs. I mean, we all know that it's a plan, regardless of what. Um, as far as um, I mean, it's real. It's real rap. It's reality rap. Is what they call it. Um, the harsh realities are true. I mean, we, we, there's many facets to life. Um, we can't knock it. Um, is it? You, you have a decision to make. You know what I mean? Uh, as an artist, you have a dis- as a human being, as a consumer, you have a decision to make. Um, which side of the tracks you want to be on? It's no different from a comic book. Either you deal with the super villains or the superheroes, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, I um I was on both sides. Um, you know, I've been in a dark place when it came to my music. Um, that also deals with intellect. You know what I'm saying? As you grow and you evolve, you mature spiritually. You kind of um, 
you change your idea, you see your your, your perception changes. Mm. So there's a paradigm shift if, if you're willing to do it or you're willing to pay attention to that. Um, me, right now, I'm like, I like good music, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I listen, I listen when I hear something new, um, I pay attention to it because it's there for a reason. And um, everything has a code involved in it. There's, there's, you know, there's decoded in everything. So we just pay attention to where it's coming from and um, is a part of the creation. One thing I think a lot of artists, creators should recognize is that it's not actually coming from you. You know, you just can't do it. And if you're prepared, if you're prepared for it, the universe will bless you with something to say. Yeah. It's interesting, though, that you say, like, in, in terms of even the consumer piece, because one of the things that kind of stands out to me is that I do think that, you know, um, of course, the, the recording industry promotes and pushes these records. But what does right. it say about us as consumers in terms of where our mindset or our thought process is that if we these are primarily the records that we consume, you know, and again, I'm going back to thinking about like I grew up listening to, you know, X-Clan. I grew up where it was cool right. to have rhymes about being conscious you know yeah. but it, it, was, it, just, it was just a shift in everything and, and sadly like yo probably I would say like my favorite hip hop artist Nas I think is one of the people who kind of was at the forefront of leading that shift to go there where it was all about right, you know Nas painted portraits with his rhymes where it was so vivid it, if you grew up in the hood it was like oh this dude is just talking about everything that we got going on in the hood and then it moved away from the fun. It moved away from the enlightenment or the people that were kicking rhymes that related to fun and enlightenment. They were sort of ostracized yeah. or stopped purchasing, you know, their music, which is unfortunate to me. Right. I mean, it, 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 it took us down. Um, it took us down a journey that, um, I mean, from the, from from Karis one and Scott LaRock's death to Ill Will. You know, it, it was. It wasn't happening so rapidly. Right, right. And well, that comes from, I mean, if we get scientific, it comes from frequency, it comes from vibration. Right. Um, it's, it's no different from, I mean, Pac is no different from Jesus Christ, you know, to the hip hop culture. Mm -hmm. um, and I say that to say, you know, they made it where, I mean, Tupac was 25 years old and um, he had a lot of passion. And I would say a lot of traumas at the same time. Um, he grew up with black rage, um, and uh, so he had he had to make a decision. And a lot of artists are making the decision that you know this is what's going to sell. Um, this is how I'm gonna you know stack my money. I think one of the I think one of the um, the most I think he, I know he's the goat. Like he's the greatest to ever do it. Um, Jay Z he started out like that. You know what I mean? But he had a blueprint, and when you see him on record, when you hear him on records now, he's dropping a lot of shoes and a lot of information, yeah. and he's more towards the people now. Um, a lot of artists should pay attention to that and understand that, you know, even though Nas did, he, he definitely did the pretty gangster. You know what I mean? Um, basketball, sir. Basketball time. Yeah, but he definitely. I mean. He, he stands true to being a conscious lyricist at the same time. You know what I mean? And to be on stage right now and sell out Madison Square Garden at his age, you know, that's that says a lot. It says a lot. You know, we wouldn't have thought we would be here. Right. And we're standing strong. And, and actually, 
the diversity is, is unbelievable. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have ever thought this. From Sugar Hill to now, I wouldn't have thought this. Yeah. I think, I think when Nas, Nas took the mantle, and he, he was so lyrically gifted that he was testing genres of music. Yeah. At a time where, you know, when we were talking about conscious music, we was also anti-commercial. But if you're anti-commercial, you're anti-money. And, you know, right around that 93, 94, 95, of course, Mr. Sean Combs comes and, you know, the shiny shoes thing. You started to realize, hold on, but they, he's talking about frequency. Yeah. You're starting to realize that what you put in front of the people, if it's sensationalized enough and it catches their eye, then you got something, man. And Puffy was able to market and advertise as well as put out music because he was using all the old 70s. Right. Yeah, and he was killing the game with that. And I think even um Jay Supreme said that. Yo, we gotta get back to the field when Puffy had parties jumping and you was able to dance to a party. Now you go to a party, niggas is like this. Staring at you with a drink in the hand. Right. Ain't nobody on the dance floor, ain't nobody grab a girl and just two step. I mean some places you have that. You know what I mean? But unfortunately, you don't have a lot of that. Anyway. Right. That, that whole lane is missing. I think, you know, the whole feel-good part about music right. driving, is, is not that. Think about it. We stripped away a whole a whole subset of people. You had the Jungle Buggers, Tribal Quest, what's their album? De La Black Street. A whole group just all kind of, what's their just got sucked up all at the same time. Within about a couple of years, they were all... Like it wasn't out of the game. Out of the yeah. game. And then, like when you talk about Jay Z, remember Jay Z even referenced in his rhyme where he said that he came with the the common sense reference. I went yeah. around like common sense. Yeah. 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 So he, he once he got to a point where it didn't matter, like they couldn't take nothing away from him, he could right. do whatever he wanted to do. Right. But I, I think now you know you just got everybody trying to like this guy's hot. Let me copy this guy, and we just keep making a bunch of replicas. Mm-hmm. Right, and it started, it, started to, it started to cascade a little bit from there because now everybody, everybody wants their own liquor, they want their own clothing line, they want they want these things, man. But you teaching anybody how to get that, or are you just flashing? You know, right. are you showing someone how to be an entrepreneur, or are you just gloating over? Them? You know what okay. I mean? And hey, that's what I meant by the Prince Paul. Prince Paul had to show them dudes how to DJ, how to make a beat. How to construct a rhyme? What all four, four bars? What all that? What is cadence? Them, mm-hmm. dudes had, them dudes had to go home and do homework and bring right. it to the studio. That means you see somebody who is talented. Now with that talent, let me shape and form them. Let me give them the wisdom to shape and form them. So now they can come out and manifest as they are. Look who we got now. We got a legendary group, Daylight Soul. You know what I mean? So. So Rob, Rob brought up something interesting about the merchandise and stuff. So sorry, tell me about those sweatshirts. Those different, different hoodies. Hold on. Yeah. I'll be right there. I want to say, yo, listen, bro. That, <laughs> we, we wore that same joint. That common song, Dreamer. Yeah. That, that poem by Maya Angelou was one of my best Unbelievable. Poems, mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my best poems. And I say all the time on this show. We need to use our imaginations more. Dream, yeah. I mean, I don't give a fuck if you sick. Still dream. Yes. I mean, even at the mountaintop, still dream, bro. 
right. I wanted to say that because that's I remember the sweatshirt <laughs> and you were promoting it with that song in the back. So. Right, right. Uh, I'll say this: one of my records, "What If," I say, "Imagination is the greatest nation." Shout out to RZA because he said that in one of the episodes of that woo. Oh yeah. Um, so the sweats, the sweats shirts. Um, I just, you know, I just noticed. Uh, I think I saw it on Facebook. It was either on the gram or on Facebook. They showed how many rappers were murdered. Um, and you know, Kanye was going through that situation where it was like white lives matter, and it made me go, you know what? You know, rap lives matter. You know, and um, we're not really paying attention to that. Like it's 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 few in between. It's like rapidly. It's like becoming the fad, becoming the trend. The average mm. uh, rapper that is murdered by his own. Um, so we just started doing that brand for a while. Um, you know, we put Rap Lives Matter on the front. We come with a like nice little color scheme and we throw the rapper on the back from Freaky Todd to Jam Master J, um, Tupac, Big, Nipsey, uh, Offset. Uh, I mean, Take the on. list is on, you know what I mean? It's been a couple of them recently. So, you know, uh, Pop Smoke. Uh, so I just went with it, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to do the merch thing too. At the same time, I'm not going to hold you, but it's going back to my company and, and getting us what we need, you know? So, we're, okay. and I, I saw you had another. <laughs> Black lives don't matter. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I, wore that, I wore that hoodie down in Virginia, man. <laughs> you know, it was amazing because, um, you know, I was in uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia, and, um, I was down there for a show and you know the person that was doing the show shout out to Jamika Terry a, a dope a dope poet um she told me that they was they did a they were doing a mural they did a mural on their wall with the first black mural in the town so here I am showing up to the show with a black lives don't matter hoodie on and um after the show shout out to Rockmore I mean explosive artist as well um we went out and um so when we went out you know everybody's seeing this and they seen this hoodie and you know i got some europeans that's walking up on me yo i like your shirt, you like your shirt? it's a conversation let's have a conversation about it, right. <laughs> so, but the thing about it is uh, amazingly enough they understood where i was coming from yeah. because in the back of the hoodie it says three-fifths of a man chateau property yeah you know, so, but amazingly, I was at the rest stop and I think I was in Maryland, uh, Maryland house, and I saw some elders and um, they frowned upon me. Oh, yeah. They didn't want to have the conversation. You know what I'm saying? And um, I get it though, because they came through the struggle regardless of what, what, what we know now, they didn't have the internet. You know what I mean? They didn't have the science and a lot of uh, these body politics, um, they they sold our people back into slavery. They sold uh, they 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 gave us that African American and black idea, and it it, it it sold us back into it. And um, you know, we're talking about changing laws, and I mean, if we pay attention, uh, law natural law it can't be changed. It is what it is and what it always was. And that's how these things are documented. You know, the coloring of law documents these things based around that. So, um, you know, 
a lot of people ask me, you sure you want to do that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, I'm going to give them some feel-good music when I get on stage. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do some conscious thought. And we can have a conversation, you know what I mean? As long as I'm going to be able to make it out of there, I'm more like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. So what do you, what is it, what is it you think? Well, I mean, you mentioned a little bit, you said because you believe there were elders and that they went through, you know, the struggle that they weren't able to engage in a conversation. But what do you think of some of the other things that prevent people from kind of um, being willing to have these kind of conversations, right? Because Black Lives Matter was such uh, popular terminology yeah. that to say black lives don't matter be becomes polarizing for people yeah. you know like yeah. so in some regard like yeah i think it's great because it is a good uh, a good conversation yeah. starter you know but there are some people that i don't think that their mindset can grasp the concept like yo this this shirt that i'm wearing is the intentions of it is for us to have a dialogue and speak more about this topic Right. What do you do with those people? How do you get them to actually understand that? Notice this message is actually intended for us to have a discussion. Um, to be honest with you, um, dealing with the higher science, just the symbolism alone will hit your subconscious. Mm. Um, and when you're ready for it, it it'll, it'll come to you in your own time. Um, I used to be one of those pump, pump your fist guys and want to give you the information. And it, but you have to be willing to be receptive. I think our people go through a lot of being that we have the internet and can be informed, you know, there's a lot of information there. A lot of people take that on and they think they know. Um, but it's trivial. It's trivial pursuit to me, especially if it's not applicable. If you're not like really actually act active, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, for me, like I said, I'm, I think a lot of our people, I said it in Black Rage, cognitive dissonance mm -hmm. has us all wrestling. I just seek refuge from restlessness. You know what I mean? Um, I, I said, I mean, we've been having the same conversation for how long about our people. Um, I do see, I do see a lot of us banding together and, you know, cultivating just, just this platform alone mm -hmm. um, is a beautiful space. So, you know, and we, 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 we're, we're coming a long way and we've been here. But um, for me, I just wore the shirt and, you know, whoever gravitated towards it, we spoke, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it was appreciated, the conversations. Um, that's that's that Aquarius in me, that that that, that revolutionary uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm just like, I'm a, rebel, I'm a rebel with a cause. Actually, that's an EP that I'm dropping soon. You know what you said, though, that I think that's that's poignant that we that we shouldn't gloss over is that, you know, like people receiving the information in, in, in their time when they're ready to receive the information. Like one of the things that I think that I realized probably over the last three years with everything going on and the world kind of you know slowing down and you know you you see like all this this um all these messages in terms of black lives matter and just just all this dialogue that's now like at everybody's disposal and people are having these conversations that there are people who i think that um there are people who i think have taken a they've taken a position in terms of we need to vibrate higher we need to be doing all these other things but they're not a demonstration themselves right. of that right like so to me it's like Part of activism is actually being able to do something. Like we all could crack open a microphone, get on YouTube, um, 
you know, send a tweet and have performance activism, right? Just talk about, oh, this is what should be happening, this, that, or whatever, you know, like an armchair activist. But then there are people that are actual doers that go out in the community and they do, and they walk the walk and they talk the talk, you know? So when you have a shirt like that, like that's a contribution to me to activism because you're saying again, like, you know what? I'm interested in having this discussion and having this dialogue if you're receptive to it. You know, the easiest thing to do, I think, for people is to sit in their basement and complain about everything that's going on, you know, or have a million different ideas around how things should change, but do nothing about it. You know what I mean? And have no idea where that change starts. I mean, you know, change starts with self. Um, And and, and really really thinking about the science, I mean, evolution is the inevitable. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's what are you conditioning yourself to become? Right. I battle with that. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm a saint. Um, Nobody I battle with that. Yeah, I battle I with that. The old me to the new me, and the now me, and the, the, the me that I desire to become um, is, is is a battle. But um, yeah, uh, high vibrating and, you know, still the body and the mind will follow. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, meditation instead of medication. Um, there's a lot of things that was fed to us, you know, a way of living, what we what they taught us was uh, to become civilized. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, I'm just traveling the journey, man. I'm, you know, I navigate, navigate more. Yeah, so, yeah. Clarissa says Martin Luther King and Malcolm X gave so black women today can twerk at a parking lot, and a young black male can sell crack with his back. <laughs> <laughs> his pants. <laughs> Obviously, I would hope that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's what their um their intent was, I, you no. know. But somewhere, somebody probably that's doing that may believe that they're vibrating higher. No. Um, so yeah, so we we gotta, you know, I think as people we have to elevate, and I think we have to move beyond just the catchy slogans like no. "Oh, Black Lives Matter, vibrate higher," or whatever it is, no. you know, and actually have activism do New things want to change. First right. part, first part of our activism is act. Action word. Yeah. And the first action is act. It, it starts with you. <laughs> yeah. So, so to bring it back around to um to music real quick, I wanted to ask you in terms of this because I feel like again, like the vibe of your music is one of creativity and originality. How do we get back to a place where variety, you know, for variety, there's more variety again. Um, I think there's a lot of variety coming if you look on Spotify is just finding it. Um I think I think that um me, I'm I don't know. You know, I got back into the game and I had all of this this information and um you know I would go to the studio at first and I couldn't do anything. I couldn't find that that pocket. Like I it was like I wanted to say so much. Right. And I just couldn't find it, the balance between right. the two. And then just one day, it clicked. It's like, if you really are paying attention a lot of records, on a lot of records, I would listen to certain records and it'd be like, yo, the beat is just hard. He's, he's saying something, you know what I'm saying? And I just went towards that. And um, I mean, I mean, I'm about like two years into recording. Um, my catalog is at like 37 records right now. Um, I only released two records so far. 
three well two records and one releasing on Sunday. Um, so I just um I think I, I think there's a lot of diversity within within the genre. Um, it's just I mean you just gotta know what you want to hear. You know what I'm saying? And you just go for it. And 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 a lot of collaborations. You know I'm shout out to Bookworm because I remember I was gonna do. They had asked me to ghostwrite for this artist. I won't mention their name, but um, because I didn't. We must know, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 Tell us off camera. Tell us off camera. I went viral on TikTok, and um, I I spoke to um my guy Bookworm, and I was like, yeah, they want me to ghostwrite for him, and he was like, uh, are they light or dark? And I was like, what is he talking about? You know what I mean? And um. He was like, well, you know, and, and, and he's like 24 years old. He's a young dude, a beast. And um, he was like, you know, it's two sides. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, he's a dark side, you know, where they're doing all of the, you know, I don't want to say drill music. I want to say that certain <laughs> music because I appreciate drill. Um, and then you have the light side, the conscious. And I said, well, well they're kind of dark. And he was like, you're sure you're going to be able to do that? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could write it. And then I thought about it and said, no, if I write it, then I'm not being responsible. Mm. I mean, there's a responsibility when you get in front of that mic. It's a responsibility when you write. Um, you represent something. So, you know, that that let me know right then and there, like, oh, so there is segregation within the job. You know what I mean? It's like, that's crazy. I didn't actually realized that, you know what I mean? Because I came through decades of this. So yeah. We gotta figure out how do we get the variety into um into rotation though and it's not the same five artists that we have to hear over and over again or have labels trying to recreate the same artists. Like remember there was a time where people were getting signed because they didn't sound like anybody? Yeah. Social media following, right? Yeah, I pride my I mean I come from an era where I mean Queens alone, I mean you can name five artists out of Queens legends that they don't sound alike at all. Um, we prided ourselves on that. You know what I mean? Uh, just to be different, be unique. Um, somebody's asking me, Alicia's asking, what's the one song every day I would, oh, Grateful. Yeah. That's a record I did probably like 12 years ago. Uh, that, was, that was a breakout record. That was a breakout record for me. That's actually where I decided to go light. That record is amazing that she's asking that. Nice. I decided to go light, and um, I wanted something different. And I, uh, the record actually came from a producer from Germany, New Rock. And the guy was like, uh, he sent me the record, and over there, their their sounds are bright. This guy's sounds were bright, and I was like, what am I gonna do to this? So I decided to, you know, start from my day, how I how my day. Like I said earlier, I like to make records where I'm tricking you into it. I'm tricking you into the healing. I'm tricking you into, you know, I'm going to manipulate you into uh, understanding. Little coercion. Yeah, yeah, man. And, um, I heard you listen to this because it sounds so good. And I'm like, yeah, and they don't even know why. You know, I have records I let people hear and they're like, it was so hard, yo, and, and you didn't curse. I'm realizing you didn't curse. And they don't know why it's so hard. And it's because I'm passionate about it. You know what I'm saying? So, the, the, the artists back then, we just, you know, we just different. You know, I wouldn't put myself up there with those guys, but 
I learned a lot from them. You know what I mean? Like they definitely pioneered something great. We come from a time of originality, man. It was yeah. something that we cherished to be different from one another. And we were respected for it, even amongst our peers. A lot of us didn't have to become rappers, but you know, a lot of us did. But even in, when we grew up amongst one another, nobody wanted to buy the same sneakers. Right. Nobody right. wanted to wear the same hat. People wanted to stand out. You know right. It was frowned upon to be, you know, be sound like somebody else. Like somebody else. That was, that was right. a big deal. Labels used to actually go up and take and and sign people that sounded like they artists and never put them out because they don't want you to sound like they are right so all of what you just explained right my question i have two questions first what led you to high science and more science how do you how, how do you take that information and apply it to your music uh what led me uh out islam led me in um i went from uh, Christianity to damn near becoming an atheist uh, to um, just the figuring out route. All the shit. Yeah, man, I just started asking myself certain questions and being grateful to have the technology to just type in a question and then it led me to out Islam, which I was called to Islam. I, I, I wasn't, um, you know, I'm not one of those that just decided to become that. I, I went through like a body rapture. And, uh, it was amazing for me. Um, the first words I spoke after that that body rapture was Allah. Um, and from there, I thought that that's what it was. I thought it was five prayers a day, learn Arabic, and this is my life now. Bump my head five times a day, and um, you know, you can't. You, you, I might as well go get a camel. That's how I felt. <laughs> that's, that's the religious part of it, but this yeah, all. I came out of that and um, I was around some brothers when I was incarcerated. Um, some brothers that were five percenters out of Virginia. Uh, shout out to Reborn, uh, dope dude. And he was my enlightener. Um, and they just kept saying, you know, Ark, when are you gonna come and really understand the science? And, you know, I shunned him for a little while, like, you know, but I had got an email from a friend of mine out in Baltimore. And at first I didn't even know who it was. And it was like, oh, I've been looking for you. And um, yo, you know, you were speaking a lot about a lot of knowledge yourself in your music. And I was like, damn, that's crazy because I just started studying. How how was I? Wow. But I came, I came from it. South Jamaican Queens came, we came from, you know, 5% Nation. And um, you know, I just uh, you know, I went from 5% Nation and we, we didn't have a study class uh, when I was incarcerated. I created the class um, every Friday, and it was an exchange. So, you know, some of the Moors would come into our class, and being I, I was the one conducting that class, when they had their classes, I would come in. And um, I just would sit down, and I'm listening to what they're talking about. And um, from there, when I got home, I had a brother that... that uh, he was deep into more science. And he said, on my, on my old Facebook page, he said, do you know you put Noble at the front of your name? And I don't even know why I did that. I, to this day, I'm like, I don't know what led me to do that then. You know what I'm saying? And he started telling me, yo, you was on to something. And he told me that he was a more, and he started feeding me books and um, the black, um, 
Black Laws Dictionary, that's what took me there. Um, once I started really understanding the difference between legality and law, it kind of struck me. And understanding, you know, how this whole thing was structured. And it just took me there. And um, I do it lightly, like in American Made, I do it lightly. I kind of feed them, you know, I try to keep it still hip hop and um, and feed them lightly. You know what I'm saying? Like, Feeling like a baby, man. You can't give a baby shit. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And, 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 and representing it in a different way because, you know, you have more that's in the temple and then you have more that's outside of the temple uh, that's uh, Khalifa's. And, um, you know, it's not to say that we, you're not human. You know what I mean? You're human. You know what I'm saying? So I just try to keep it like that. And to be honest with you, I feel like hip hop is, is the truest religion. You know what I mean? I mean, it raised me. It raised me and it raised a lot of us. Yeah. They don't know what American Made is yet. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, tell them. You want to tell them what American Made? Oh, this is yo. This is the thing, right? So we sitting down. Shaw, me and you was building, bro. I was in your ear, yo. <laughs> and you're telling me about the compilation, and I'm just like, word. I was like, that's dope, man. I hope it's successful. So I I posted I posted on IG um one of my sessions with Prime, shout out to Rock Miss Prime the day before. Um I posted one of my sessions that I, I had did an interlude with um it's called Criterion Express. I got that from uh Minister Farrakhan and it was just to represent Noble Ju Ali because he doesn't get spoke about a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Right. Um he's the pioneer for a lot of a lot of, you know, that, that that whole situation during you know the 30s and he was here in the 1800s but um so I'm, I'm in the studio and i posted it to my gram and shy just was like yo you doing this like what's going on like we need something for the compilation so i'm like i didn't know that i could have got on the compilation <laughs> <laughs> inbox me so we go in there he was like yo call me tomorrow i got some tracks and i'm like i'm like all right and he because when he told me who was on the compilation i'm like yo, these are some names like i don't know if i could you know rub elbows with these guys um especially killer priest like i'm like killer priest is a beast and um so you know he sends the tracks and um you know i had the concept for a very long time American made, but it just wouldn't, it, it just wasn't the time for it, obviously. Right. Uh, and, um, you know, it just poured out of me. You know, I gave him two records. I gave him a dark record and I gave him uh, American made. And I told him, I was like, yo, shot. I sent them back to him. He was like, damn, you work mad fast. And I like, hey. <laughs> yo, were you excited? And I was already in rhythm. So yeah. I, just put it in, I just put it in with what I was already doing. That's Got that French Paul magic, son. Yeah, man. <laughs> And yeah, because we come from that. Like, right. have, I come from one takes. You know what right. I mean? I come from one takes. Um, I come from having the record already laid out and knowing what you want to do before you get in there. And you know, grateful, gracefully enough, uh, gratefully enough, I've been doing this for like twenty years, man, thirty years now. So it was easy for me to go in there and lay that record. You know, shout out to Baby Paul. That when you talk about mentors, I want to say that Baby Paul. Baby Paul is my mentor. Um, it was amazing because I sent him that record after I came out the studio. Mm. And I got fire emojis from him. 
That's the first time. <laughs> That's the first time I got fire emojis from Brady Paul. And he said, yo, he said, yo, this is the best record I ever heard you do. Lyrically, wow. rhythmatically, he said, you're, you're there, you're in pocket. And um, I drove two and a half hours like this. Yes! yes! <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, that's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, man, that, you know, so American like made, American made, I kind of like, you know, I just, you know, I'm not justifying, I never wanted to glorify the, the struggle or, or the streets. Um, so that's that's what American made is. That's what it is, basically letting them know that, um, you know, that we, 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 we're, a lot of us have be, been products of our environment. Um, and we do have to get back to uh, the De La Soul, the Black Thoughts. Um, you know, that whole native tongue vibe was just dope, man. That was a beautiful time to be alive. Uh, even now is a great time to be alive. We're just pushing the ball forward. You know what I mean? So, yeah, American Made, that's a great plug, man. I can't wait to get that record down. American, American Made is the track that Sally did for the No Ideas original podcast compilation. And we also have in the building the producer, Right there, Jim Stars, who produced the record. So okay. he's in the building. I see you, kid. I appreciate you for that track, man. Yo, when uh, you said American made, I thought you was going Morris. Like we've been here. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't. I, so, so that's what it is, right? I, I, I don't, I don't come outright. You know what I mean? I'm like not. You said subtle. You said subtle. I'm, still, I'm, I'm keeping it subtle because you know you wanted to, you wanted to sound good. You wanted to sound good to them, right. you know, and you know, I mean, I've been in the studio trying to lay that record, and then I say something like, "I'm not black," and everybody in this, you know, so you have to be careful. You know what I mean? I don't want, I don't want anybody hands in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you know, I, I tread lightly. Not that I'm afraid. Is is, you know. You want to be here. You want to be here to, to represent what you represent, and you want to speak it. Um, you know, we have people that's 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 pushing pushing the envelope, um, and they still on that that dynamic of things, and which I don't understand. I don't get it. You know, there's a lot of information out here, and it starts with that constitution. It starts with um, the, the constitution. Um, or what else? Um, uh, Declaration of Independence. You know, just being able, how many people could really say that they read those documents and understood exactly. those documents? Mm -hmm. uh, and related or, to themselves and people. And related to, because it's a story. It's telling you exactly what, 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 what they did here. You know what I mean? Um, and um, so that's what I did with American Made. I kind of made it, you know, you know, friendly to, to the listener to where they could be like, yeah, don't blame me. I ain't bring the drugs here. Don't blame me. Right. You know, I was raised this way. Don't blame me. I ain't bring the drugs here. Don't blame me. I'm American made. So it makes them go, oh, word. I like that. And then you drop a little bit of the science within that. Um, you know, it's a blending. It's, it's, it's a mixture. You give them like a little formula. Hey, kids, they're sure. keeping the hip hop. They're keeping the listeners because you want them to pay attention. Right. Yo, we we glossed over there. We, I think we, we glossed over this, but Young asked this. He was saying, registered your own tribe. You want to speak a little bit more about that? Yeah, man. I, um, and I'm actually working on a song right now. Shout out to Nick Wiz um, called The Dawn. The name of my tribe is Al Falak. Um, is a Sora within the Quran. 
Um, I chose that because when I read the Quran, it kind of stuck out to me. Um, what they talk about the Quran or the regular Quran? Mm-hmm. Circle seven Quran? Uh, both. Both. Okay. But it came from it came from the Quran. Okay. Right. It came from the no. Uh, it came from the Quran. Um, and I, I came across this sword and it stuck out to me and i wanted my tribe to be protected from you know all of these things are spells and it's a science and um and i just wanted them to be my guys and 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 the women to be protected from from um what this sword was talking about you know jealousy envy uh women that blow on knots meaning witchcraft uh, and i wanted to protect them from that so the dawn is the name of the record and um you know i'm going i finally wrote the first wrote the first verse for that record and um so yeah the tribe i actually registered when i registered so when you register your appellation we don't we don't consider it our name our appellation is like sally bay and um when i registered i had to register a tribe because i'm saying like this is who we are and what we're a part of and um it's not to say that we're outside of government we here to to assist, you know, respect the government or said government. Um, I mean, the powers in the people. So, you know, I, I just when I did that, I had to give them, you know, uh, my religious my religious beliefs, um, and I chose that as my tribe. And when I was in probate court, they asked me because I had sent the paperwork in a couple of times. And I'm grateful because it was during the pandemic, so they did it virtually. Mm. Um, um, I don't remember that judge's name. I really do. I really would thank that lady because she uh, she asked me, are you who you say you are? And I'm like, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> he was like, uh, so I'm just gonna grant and that, you. And that's the legal means of it because they ask you questions waiting for you to respond in a certain way. And if you don't respond in a certain way, he may not give it to you, son. They'll probably oh. deny you. So yeah. Yeah, that was a blessing, man. That, the universe blessed me with that. Um, she she granted it, and um, that 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 changed a lot of things. I'm still growing into this guy, though. You know what I mean? Um, it's definitely a battle. You know, like I I, I think I said in one of my records, the world is a ghetto. I said jihad. You know, spiritual warfare is at large. You know, so we is is introspection. We got to do that a lot. You know, with ourselves is healing is, is is an everyday process you know what i'm saying and um this thing that we we um we've been battling they claim for 400 years or 300 years um is deeply embedded you know so narrative of this they're yeah. looking out young for the super chat so one thing i want to go back to and listen my i see like an overall thing listen like you um definitely socially aware and conscious of how you you know how you how you move now and socially responsible in the way you do things so i want to just talk about like how we talked about american majors now you submitted two songs but then you came back to us and you made a conscious decision to say that you didn't want to do the other one yeah i was kind of i so, oh. <laughs> shot 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 felt it too because i was like ashamed <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I will say this: that record that you guys do have, mm-hmm. that's upside. That's an actual occurrence. Mm-hmm. You know and um, but what I what, what I would say to people, artists, 
when you give those those occurrences, um, you're actually keeping us within a paradigm. The same way they give us Black History Month, they're reminding us of what they want us to believe we are as a people. So, yeah, when I after I listen to the record, I listen to the record, and I got guys that love that record. <laughs> the hood is the hood. I think the name of the record is the hood. The hood, yeah. yeah. They love that record. Yo, it's hard. It's hard. And I was just like, Yo, shot. Um, you know, a lot of my following, they um, they want to hear that guy. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to hear that guy, and I'm like, yo, bro, like, listen, like. We'll have some some vintage beat, you know. I plan to do that. Actually, here's another plug for y'all. I, I plan to do for uh, the 50 year anniversary. I plan to put out like old archive work, you know, a lot of mixtape work. I'm gonna put that out, so I can leave that alone and um, you know, move it forward. You know what I'm saying? Right. But um, yeah, man, I definitely was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, not that one. <laughs> not that one. Let's go with this one. He was like, yo. Whatever you feel best with, I was like, thank you, yo. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh man, talk to us about your creative process. You know what what influences you to to write? Because like I said, the turnaround I've waited for a long time to get records from some people, but you, <laughs> it was like, yo, got it, yo, you sent the clips over. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah, so I was like, and he sent them over already. I just gave them to another day. Yeah, man. Um. Uh, my creative process is basically um, I listen to a record or I'll, I'll, I'll sort out a producer um, a producer that I want to work with and I let him in on who I am and um, most of the time I go off of because they say that producers see a color when they produce and they already have a feel so most of the time I'm going to go off the title of what the producer Names the track. Once I get named it, once they name the track, it's like, okay, what's my perception? What's my perspective on that? Like, what I, what do I see? And I'll write it from there. You know, like I, I got records where the hook might sound like this, but I'm writing from from an abstract space. So you know, my creative process, my, my process is like, you turn the beat on. I mean, I just did a record called Full Circle. It was a crazy record. I'm not even ready for it yet. I wrote the record in like 20, 20 minutes tops. And I knew that it was, I knew that, I know that it's going to be a great record because my leg kept me. Like I stood up, I stood up the whole time writing the record and I'm like performing. You know, I can see, because now I'm getting into visual now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see, see the video. I can see I, what I'm saying. You already manifested it, bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. So. My creative process is either the hook is gonna come or the verse is gonna come. Most of the time, the verse comes. The verse comes and then the hook comes after it. And then I'll stop. I'll do one verse, a hook, and then I'll stop. I'll leave it alone. And, um, you know, people have asked me, like my producer, finish the record, Saab, finish the record. I can hear, shout out to Kio, Kiako. Um, that's my partner and uh, producer for Mortal Life Production. Dope, dope, dope guy, man. Um, but um, he'll tell me to finish the record, and I I, I like them I like to let the record marinate. You know what I mean? So I you know I'm a solo artist, so it's like I don't want my first verse to sound I don't want my second verse to sound like my first verse. Mm -hmm. So I'll wait a couple of weeks, 
you know, intentionally. I might go in and, and record the first verse in the hook and listen to it a thousand times over and over and over again, figure out what I don't like about it, you know, because that's my job to figure out what I don't like. You know what I mean? And um, from there, I, I, when the record, I, I actually, I held the record, I held the record for almost a year. I actually did the first verse and then the hook and just held it for a year until it told me, like, I don't know, it's just something that wakes up and it's like, yo, it's time to do this record. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you never know, you know, you just have to be ready. You know, opportunity meeting preparation is the measure to success. Anytime, I, anytime an artist creates a, a record, he's successful. You know what I mean? Because you created something and you're getting towards sound and light. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is your contribution so as the, as the guards would say you're the maker and the owner that's your creation right. absolutely so that, that's really it for me I, it's crazy because I I don't have writer's block but I'll block myself from writing you know what I mean because I have to experience you know what I mean you have to experience you have to experience life you know what I mean so yeah you retain a lot of information it, it, it can get clouded too. yeah you know, I wanna I wanna mention something to you guys, right? Um, I I had the, the, the record been so high, and I didn't think the record would take uh, as far as the hood is concerned. Mm-hmm. One night I had went out in Harlem, and um, I was introduced some to some brothers. They out in the streets for real, and it was crazy, man. Um, it's very symbolic to 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 us as a people, man. The, the kid was, he was he was a gangbanger, he's a crip. And um, they introduced me to him and we was talking and turn around, I meet an African guy. He's a hustler, he speaks English. And um, we're on this block and they're running up and down the block, they're doing whatever and I'm with my people, we be drinking, having a good time. And they walk up to me with this guy, he has this guy grabbed by his collar. African that doesn't speak English, right? Mm-hmm. And the crypt dude is like, yo, I'm gonna cut this dude. I'm gonna cut this dude. And I'm like, yo, chill out, go relax. And one of my guys was like, yo, leave that alone, that's their business. And I'm like, yo, you introduced me to this guy. What are you talking about? He was like, yo, just leave it alone. Do you see me? Uh, uh, interfering with that and I listened to him and I shouldn't have I shouldn't have I regret that mm-hmm. and um, probably like 15 minutes later they still got this guy grabbed up and they cut him Damn. they cut him and um, I, I zapped I just went what are you doing I start cursing uh, and the kid looked at me and I was like yo I need to talk to you yo and um, I was playing mentally with him. I was like, but if I talk to you, you gonna cut me? You know, I kept saying that to him. And he was like, yo, I would never do that to you. I don't know this kid. Mm-hmm. And um, so me and the guys talking, we talking, we talking. And um, you know, I played Ben so hot. Yo, the kid, after listening to the record, he started trying to, he's like, yo, I'm gonna figure out a dance for you. <laughs> That's dope. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, this is crazy. Like, you know, but I, but from the, I identified that the African guy that was him 
He spoke the language of the African guy that didn't speak English. Mm. He could have mediated that whole situation. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't. And I couldn't understand. I couldn't understand it. And he ended up listening to the record and started like, yeah, we need to make a dance for this. <laughs> and then they was like, yo, we need to put this out. I had no music out at the time. Mm. They were, I was playing naive. Um, well, how do you put music out? I'm asking questions like that. Oh, you do this. They're showing me. You know what I mean? They're showing me. Yo, you put it on YouTube and everybody can hear it. Spotify is a way to do it. You need to research that. So they was really behind me. You know they what I'm really saying? They were passionate about telling me. They, they was passionate about telling me. And, um, you know, the last time I was around them, I, um, I told them, I was like, yo, look. And I pulled it up on uh, Apple Music. And they was like, yo, you did it. They was happy. You know what I'm saying? And, um, <coughs> so that, that kind of... That kind of answers the question of how do we get it back to that? How do we get back to happy music? You make the music and you represent it. And um, and and me being doubtful of that, I was doubtful. I, I kid you not, I, I was really doubtful. And to see that happen, I mean, this guy was bleeding. To to see me be able to my record to turn that around and my presence being there, I'm grateful for situations like that and experiences. So, I think that record, I like that record too. I also like it because I think it has a real cross appeal. It's not, right. it's, for, it's for many genres. It's even right. for kids under the age of 15. Right. I, for some reason, when I heard that, I'm like, you hear this shit in the stadium. But then I can also, I can hear some kids sing. Yeah. Right. Melodically, I was thinking that, like, this ain't a, this ain't, this ain't just a genre. This is a, this is a wide genre song. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. I'm, That's what I, I asked you. Where were you going with that? I, I um, I mean, I did a lot of mixtape work. I did a lot of street music, and you know, you'll see it on my my, my Instagram where Baby Paul was talking about the music that I did 10, 12 years ago. He said that I was reaching heights of of fifty. Fifty. Um, the Bay Area. But my music was, but I, I had I had a certain style, and I could have I could have furthered my career there. And um, when I got back in, when I got back in the studio, it was just like, you know, I want to be able to do the Super Bowl. You know, I want to be able to do uh, New Year's. Exactly what I was thinking. You know, I want to be able to do records where, you know, is is accepted by the public, you know, across across the board. So mm-hmm. that that was my, a lot of people were shocked, um, but uh, I stuck with it. I got some great records out of Pleasant, man. He gave me some great records. He understood the direction. And he was already doing feel feel good music. Shout out the Roxy Project. Um, and that just that just catapulted me. It just made me go, you know, this is I like this song. You know what I mean? I like this. Yeah. Song. You know something, you know what you have that a lot of artists don't have? You're not risk adverse. Right? I think I and it's it to me is I feel like that what happens with especially the genre of hip hop, there are a lot of there are a lot of artists that are risk adverse like they, they're very fearful of taking a risk that they kind of get pigeon, pigeonholed I'm not, I'm not going to hold you listen where I'm going with this listen, I, listen where I'm going with I fight it bro I fight it but I'm scared <laughs> but listen <laughs> where but you know what you fight it you may be scared but you're willing to actually take the risk and the reason the, with the willingness and desire to take the risk that's what's going to catapult your career because you're it the music you're making is not gonna only play in the airs for the hood. You wanna be embraced cross genre. You wanna, you know, you wanna have 
feel good music. You want to have music that you know what people want to hook or listen to, and it could prevent a conflict, like what you said, yeah. because you touch that demographic. But then also, somebody could be at Dubai and pay, and play your your music for a wedding. You know, we get we high call it as you know for some reason this genre. When people are risk adverse, they get boxed in, and then after a while, their music becomes stale and dated. You know, and people. The sad thing is, as consumers, we'll put people in that box and tell them like, nah, that don't sound like, you know, your your your, your work, your old work. I want you to make your old work. And after a while, we be like, yo, damn, this dude keep making the same song over and over again. Right. Or yo, he, his style ain't changed, or he got the same flow, or whatever it is. You know, so I, I believe it's really difficult for artists to feel comfortable with taking risks because. They potentially may take a risk and then if it's not embraced by the familiar people like if it's not embraced in the hood they believe you know what it failed feel like a but, failure but, but is your is your is your target audience only the people in the hood you get what i'm saying like if our target audience got to be bigger than just the people that we grew up around we got to be able to actually you know get to the point where we, we not only touching the people that we can physically touch but the people that's thousands and thousands of miles away from us that can actually be influenced by the music. Right. I think I um tell people man, yo, stop stop singing for your homies. Yeah, I think <laughs> um, I think I think I um I've been past that. Um I don't think any of my peers listen to my music. Um I'm a long way from that. Uh, I'm, I'm misunderstood most of the time. Um so I don't get the support from peers as far as that's concerned. You guys are my peers now. Um, and I'm grateful for that, you know, because you're in the same business. Um, and that's another thing, you, you outgrow uh, situations. Uh, so, you know, I don't, you know, my thing is, um, I just want to reach the hearts and minds. That's it. Uh, and and it, it keeps me sane. You know what I mean? If I could do this all day and be in the studio all day, I would do that. You know what I mean? So, that's, yeah. that's, you know how you could you know how you could tell how just how profound risk is think about how many artists that have had hit records that they say yo i hate that record such and such had to sell me on doing that record right mm-hmm. i hear that with so many songs and i'm like how could you not believe like understand or feel that that's a hit record but it's just like, like that, bro. and that's how i'll be right and you have somebody else that come along and tell you like nah that's the record you be like nah that record's terrible yeah it's crazy we just did a um we just did a record, uh, uh, I think, I, I don't know when we released it. It's called Off Wizard. And um, that record, oh my God. I mean, I can't stand the record, but um, we got fire emojis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't stand the record, but um, it stands up. It's a great record. Um, so y'all, you guys will hear that record soon. Um, I'm just pacing myself single-wise. And um, I kind of, I don't really listen to, like, I listen to music maybe when I'm in the car or somebody will play something. Um, if, it, if it makes sense to me, I'll listen to it. Um, I think, I think, I, like, one record that's just amazing to me is that Uzi Vert record. It's an unbelievable record to me. Um, I, I don't know. Body Yeah, Body Yeah, that record crazy. It's crazy. Um, Taking off, bro. That's just everywhere, man. TikTok, yeah, man. The TikTok fucking 10 diamond platinum. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> crazy. The, rec- the sound is crazy. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely crazy. That's one of my favorite records right now. Unbelievable. And again, the artistry 
the ability to create and take risks, you know, because what Uzi, little Uzi Bird, we're from, from Philly? Yeah. Yeah. He's from Philly, so he could have been out there on his freeway, Meek right. Mill, Young Chris, Cassidy joined or whatever, but here it is, he's making music that he wants to make, and he's comfortable yeah. making that music, and that music is successful. Right. We got the whole planet doing this shit. Right. <laughs> Yeah, Rob know the TikTok dance. Yeah, he got, oh, he got I got, I got How daughters. How you do that? My daughters is in the mirror all the time. And... <laughs> oh, man. Yo, before we let you dip, tell us a little bit about what you um what you're doing at the the uh, radio station. Um, I'm just I basically sitting on other people's shows, um, as as a personality, uh, just give my intake on things, whatever the concept is, like whatever they're talking about, the subject matter. Um, I give them the aspect of, you know, my walk in life. Um, it's just, it's like, like TP, shout out to uh, Terry Polite. Uh, that's one of the owners, shout out to Rudd, uh, Kenneth Rudd. Those are the owners of the station. They gave me, they gave me the opportunity to just, you know, I knew these guys since I started music, my inception. And um, I just called up there one day and they just was like, yo, come through. I got up there, they gave me the headphones. It was like, yo, you're on the air today. And it was like, what? He was like, yeah, don't worry. We're just having a conversation. And, um, you know, so I, um, I kind of messed with it. And I, it really, I think they were setting me up, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah. once I got in front of that mic, once I got in front of the mic, and then after that, we went to one of Cardi B's studios in Long Island. And um, then we did drops, actually. We did drops. And um, when I went in the booth, they knew it, though. I'm telling you, to this day, they knew it. And you'll see that on my IG. I think that's the very first post. That's the first time I was in the studio after years. And um, I don't know how we got to the point where we was talking about me spitting bars. And... He was just like, just let him hear something. And I was like, for real? So I just went in my head and spit something and it just became something. So, you know, Genesis is where it all begins. Um, we uh, we just try to have good good content and uh, bring music to the table from different, different artists, independent artists, um, um, business owners, whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, nonprofit organizations. We just try to... You know, we're building a podcast as well. We have two studios up there now. Um, so I'm just like the one that's like, I'm, I'm freelancing up there. You know, I'll sit in on the show. I think I have a show next week, next Thursday up there. Shout out to DJ Strategy. Um, so I'm just like, what, what happened now is they let me loose. So now I'm in the field. I'm more, you know, the production company, executive producing projects. Let's go to Florida and get in on this project. Let's go to PA and get in on this project. So I'm moving around and um, I always, those are my mentors too. You know, I tap back in with them and they let me know on a daily basis, this is what you need to do, this is what you shouldn't do, um, good work for this. Um, you know, so I'm just, you know, they just are uh, grooming me. Um, I never thought that I would be like, kind of like be a radio personality. But um, I get more people who call me more to life than Sally Bay. So, which is good, but um, you know it's cool. So you know I'm just working it, man. There's nothing etched in stone. I, I'm not um just in one space, and it's been working. You know what I mean? So 
That's what's up. Yo, so um, plug whatever you want to plug before we dip. Yo, I appreciate you again for um for agreeing to do this. And I feel like, yo, this is something you manifested because I always go back to when we had that conversation. You're like, yeah, yo, I, I see myself coming up there on the podcast. I'm like, well, all right. Yeah, man. Yeah, you are, yo, so that's, that's dope to me. But go ahead, plug, plug whatever project you want to plug. You want to talk about the station? Go ahead, it's your time. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, once again, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Um, basically, I want to plug more to life productions we got a we got a monstrous crew i would just want to shout out my crew man kiako perry uh danger born crisis mad villain uh knock me on uh jamika terry um i mean if the list goes on man i got a beautiful team bookworm uh uptown wiz um you know uh, yeah back to lyricism jamika's on here now um, you know, shout you guys out, man. Thank you for having me and um, giving me the opportunity to express. Um, Genesis Genesis Radio, of course. We got a list of DJs over there. Other uh, projects that'll be released, like I said, we got um, Rebel with a Cause. That'll be dropping soon, next quarter. Um, check out our Black Rage Sunday. That'll be dropping on all platforms. Um, yeah, Ben So High is still circulating. We still doing numbers with that. Uh, we got a video coming uh, for that in a uh, segue with uh, Kickball. Shout out to Baby Paul. Shout out DJ Mr. Effects. Shout out um, Cutmaster C. You know what I mean? These are my guys. Uh, they're on the forefront with me. Um, Sali Bay, more to life. You can catch me. You see the, um, the hat, the tag. You can catch me on IG. And um, let's just tap in with each other, man. There's some work to be done. And, um, I'm more for the work and you know curating, so that's it's my Islam, brother. Islam, Islam, Islam. Yo, thank you everybody tonight for pulling up and joining us for the No Ideas Original Podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Salute everybody. Have a good Peace. night.